Today's Good Hope FM News. Good morning. Eight people have been killed on Western Cape Road since the start of the long weekend. Three people were killed in two separate head-on collisions between trucks and light motor vehicles this morning. The first incident occurred on the N1 between the Durance and Worcester in the Boerland. The second happened on the R45 between Malmesbury and Paul, also in the Boerland. Provincial Traffic Chief Kenny Africa says half of the fatalities involved pedestrians. It started all um, on Thursday morning when a pedestrian was knocked over on the N1 at Okavango. And uh, yesterday morning, a heron collision between a truck and a light motor vehicle on the Darling um, Mumbrae Road, where the driver of the light motor vehicle died. And then another pedestrian knocked down last night on the N1 near Luhamka. Also last night on the N1 near Rosenwald, another pedestrian. And another pedestrian was knocked over on the end to it, Shichikama. The streets of Boerkarp and Cape Town are a hive of activity as hundreds have gathered in the area to witness a renaming ceremony. Arts and Culture Minister Natim Tetwa is expected to officiate the event. Mlamli Maneli reports. Tetwa earlier approved the renaming of Boerkarp and rearranging of its borders. It's currently divided in three areas known as Kocheskloof, Staatsricht and Skwonekwolf, as formerly named by the Dutch. The event started with a symbolic walk along the new four-kilometer boundary. Other activities include open market, showcasing food stalls with Cape Malay cuisine, including entertainment by Cape Minstrels. I'm Lamli Maneli for SABC News in Cape Town. The Institute for Justice and Reconciliation has called on South Africans to give the National Day of Reconciliation the significance it deserves. South Africans observed the day yesterday with national celebrations taking place in Khopane in the northwest. Two people are still in hospital after sustaining serious injuries when a tent collapsed during President Jacob Zuma's Reconciliation Day speech. The Institute's Executive Director, Stan Henkerman. Our research show, and we bring up the South African Reconciliation Barometer every year, and it shows year after year the same thing, that people don't feel that we've made enough progress. Yes, in workplaces, at schools and universities and so on, where integration is forced, there we get along quite well. But in our private time, we still socialize in our narrow groups and so forth. What that means is that the advantages and the positive uh, spin-offs of the network working and things like that does not uh, spill over to those people who need it more. Thousands of civilians and fighters in the remaining rebel-held enclave of eastern Aleppo are waiting to see if evacuations will resume. This after the process was suspended on Friday amid mutual recriminations. Rebel groups have agreed to allow evacuations from two pro-government Shia towns in the northwest they are besieging. The BBC's Lina Sinjab reports. The deep suspicions between the opposing sides could yet derail this complex deal. Tens of thousands of fighters and civilians are still believed to be stuck in eastern Aleppo. They won't be allowed to leave unless rebels allow out about 4,000 people, including many wounded, from the Shia towns which have been besieged by rebel forces. Diplomatic efforts have been continuing to try to oversee the fraud process. The UN Security Council could vote this weekend on a French-drafted proposal to allow international observers into Aleppo and ensure urgent aid deliveries. For Good FM News, I'm Andrik Shapit.